Here's a joke about a penis. Uh, <laughs> hey, by the way, welcome back. This is Girls Talk Comics. Oh my god. Hi. <laughs> I am your Lieutenant of Literature, Jessica. <laughs> I'm your Master of Mediocrity, Aaron. And we are talking about Exorcisters today. Not that you could really tell, but, you know, that's how we like to roll these days. Screw the format. Screw the format. Fuck a format. We're just going in. We're just going in. I can take you for a swerve. <laughs> Dab. <laughs> Dab. Uh, what what uh uh i saw it so i saw an inspirational family tweet earlier it wasn't like it was like a tiktok oh god i I broke down and got a tiktok Aaron. we can talk about that later but uh like it was like about a near a neuro non-typical child who was in dance and their body just didn't respond as well like as immediately i should say to like, like reaction to sounds and stuff so the, they were in dance class and they actually hit the first the first uh beat of the song and it was very exciting and the child was very ex- like stopped and was like ah and like looked at the mom and everything it was really cool but the song that they were dancing to Aaron, <laughs> it broke me a little bit because <laughs> it was oh shit shake that ass and move <laughs> children they're itty bitties it was amazing oh it was amazing oh anyway that's that's a beauty oh shit shake (laughs) (laughs) oh my god (laughs) but um (laughs) now i kind of want exorcisters to be done like shaky cam style like found fiction like like Blair Witch, like just like some dudes following these sisters around, but also like with with that kind of a soundtrack in it, like a zenial like dog whistle soundtrack, because I feel like that plus the Archie aesthetic would equal the best like Riverdale knockoff style type thing for this. Ah, now that's all I want. Um, yeah. Oh my gosh, both of the sisters like oh shit shake that ass is playing like as both of the sisters are like walking down a hallway and one of them is all like prim and proper and the other one is like obviously kind of hungover yes (laughs) yeah my god and it's just like the dude's like oh my god i just saw something crazy you guys and he's like he's like poking his camera around a dumpster and they're just like beating up a demon in the alley (laughs) I just wanted someone. No, they're beating up the angel in the devil exactly. suit. Exactly. Yes. That's what I want. <laughs> <laughs> they're just like, what? This sounds like that supernatural episode where uh they find the ghost hunters. Yes. Mm-hmm. It's so I mean, yeah, yeah. That's I love that. that's what I, I want. This is what oh, I want. Yes. Okay. So I want to tell people a little bit about Exorcisters. Please do. (laughs) Okay. 
So I'm going to tell everybody about the writer, the artist, and the letterer, as well as give Image's synopsis about it, because Exorcisters was published by Image. So the writer is Ian Boothby. My source is Wikipedia. Okay. Ian Boothby is a multiple Schuster Award, Harvey Award, and Eisner Award nominee, and an Eisner Award-winning comic book creator best known for his work as the lead writer on Simpsons and Futurama comics for Matt Groening's Bongo Comics. Booth ha- Boothby, not Booth, he has two syllables, Boothby, has written more Simpsons comics issues than any other writer. He is a regular writer for Mad Magazine, and he has also worked on various Canadian television series and is a well-known stand-up sketch and improv comedian working in the Vancouver area. Giselle Lagace, I, I, I don't know how to pronounce it. I'm sorry, she's French. My source for this is also Wikipedia. Well, she's Canadian, but like there's a French pronunciation to her name, and I studied Russian. (laughs) That doesn't quite set you up for French. Anyway, she's a Canadian comics writer and artist, writer and illustrator of webcomics. She is best known for her series Menage a Trois. She was a bassist for the Quebec all-female band Barbarella in the early 1990s, and then worked as a graphic designer for Avenue Design Group in Ottawa, laying out advertisements and designing logos. Taylor Esposito is the letterer. Fucking cool-ass dude, by the way. And I believe I got his synopsis, his bio, from his website. So Taylor Esposito is a comic book. <laughs> nope, nope. It's going to be synopsis from now on. That's synopsis. how I'm going to respond. Like, ah, uh, yeah. That person's synopsis is. <laughs> Look, I... I need that. Yeah. Yeah, sure. Fuck it. Whatever. It's a synopsis. <laughs> you thought you wrote a bio. You just wrote a synopsis. So good. <laughs> I'm so sorry to the universe. Anyway... <laughs> Taylor Esposito. I got this from your website. Taylor Esposito is a comic book lettering professional, owner of Ghost Glyph Studios, and teacher at the legendary Qbert School. A former staff letterer at DC and production artist at Marvel, he has lettered titles such as Red Hood and the Outlaws and Constantine, Interceptor, Heavy Finger Guns from Vault Comics, Exorcisters, convenient, uh, Juke Joint with Image, Baby Teeth, Hot Lunch Special, Knock Em Dead from Aftershock, and No One Left to Fight from Dark Horse. Other publishers he has worked with include Line Webtoon, Dynamite, and IDW. And those titles are Caster, Black Channel, Elvira, Red Sonia and Vampirella, Meet Betty and Veronica, and Green Hornet, and Scarlet's Strike Force. Okay, so this continues to just embolden my love of Archie Comics. Right? <laughs> that That's all I needed in life was to hear Red's... Oh, man. And Winnie the Pooh now is going to fight Dracula and Betty and Veronica, and that makes me very happy. Hell yeah. I'm assuming yes. Betty and Veronica are open source now. Like, that's why they've they've fought all the people. Am I wrong? Are they still... If like, not, I have no idea... And if they aren't, then I appreciate the owners of their license who are just kind of like, fuck it, let's make money. Yeah, everyone can take a little bite. I don't care. (laughs) Yes, please have Betty and Veronica fight. It's the American dream. Punisher, I'd rather that (laughs) than 
Riverdale. <laughs> like, oh, no shit. No offense to Riverdale fans. Man, that was such a mess. A beautiful, beautiful hot mess is what that was. Yeah. Also, can I just, like, can I just, like, emphasize how much of, like, Renaissance people, everybody involved with this damn comic is? Like, I had no idea. Just pick. Okay, so if I would have just picked this up in the comic store, right, and seen it, mm-hmm. and look kind of, like, you know, like, it kind of gives you the Archie vibe a little bit with the art specifically, and, uh, like, oh, okay, this is cute, you know? I would never have even guessed at, like the bibliography of things that each right. of the people involved with this have done yeah, like, yeah. i would never my wildest dreams been like mm, yeah this letter is definitely involved with web tycoon yeah. like i would never that's amazing so let's tell the readers a little bit about the book image sells it to us pretty straightforward like what do they tell us they say did you sign a deal with the devil has a loved one been dragged to hell? Then Kate and Kate Harrow should be the first ones you call for timely soul removal at a reasonable rate. This collection is perfect for fans of case-solving procedurals like Veronica Mars, Jessica Jones, and Supernatural. Let's meet the Harrows, the end of the world, fallen angels, demon-worshipping ex-boyfriends, and their mom. Who's the worst? <laughs> oh, mom. <laughs> Definitely mom. Yeah. <laughs> Like, mom, <laughs> ugh. Ugh. mom is immortal and she's just mom's like the worst yeah. damn the shit she pulls not cool i feel like this is right in step with some of those procedural supernatural shows though i like yes. like supernatural it's always the humans that are like the fucking most terrible yes kind of like witcher vibes the the monsters are always just like getting effed over by mortals yeah like, hey, yeah. I'm the one with the powers here, and yet you somehow managed to ruin my day. Yeah. Like, how dare? I mean, I guess you could say the shadowy villain is, like, the true worst, because he's the one who's like, I'm gonna destroy the world. But at the same time, the mom is also, like... Yeah. Like, because she's the human one who's like, oh, I got in too deep. Mm. Oh, shucks, I gotta, I gotta do this for myself, so... Let me sell my daughter to the devil. Again. Again. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> listeners, she's done this twice. Twice. Twice now. It's fucking ridiculous. Like, <laughs> what you... is it? Uh, sell my soul once? Shame on me? Sell my soul twice? You know, honestly, though, these girls have the best resistance to that because of, like, a pretty early spoiler, so not super duper spoily, but, like, you f- you find out pretty quickly that they're not actually sisters and and the way that that happens definitely like kind of gives them a, a built-in immunity to a whole lot of bullshit which i appreciate i haven't really seen that that specific device used that i can think of and i was just like oh geez this is actually like that's unique i like this like yeah, yeah. i can think of so many cool ways that they could be like haha fuck you that don't work on me <laughs> you know what i mean like <laughs> It's a gift that keeps on giving a little bit. I I really appreciate it. I guess we should kind of remind listeners that we are a spoiler-filled podcast. Yes. And that's just how we roll. If you don't like it, I'm sorry. But we're not good enough to not talk spoilers, I think. (laughs) Yeah, that's a legit criticism of us. Anyway, Kate and Kate are actually the same person. 
one. Cause when mom was like, I'm going to sell my daughter's soul so I can work and get this little swanky job selling demon candles. Admittedly, she didn't know they were demon candles, but I mean, she kind of knew they were demon candles. <laughs> They're like, let's get you candles. <laughs> it was very, you know, curse monkey paw kind of thing. Anyway, her daughter, Kate with a K had this little secret alternate identity which is Kate with a C, or it's vice versa, one of the two. But the brave Kate had the different letter. And so when Demon showed up to take her soul, she signed the brave Kate's name. And it was an interesting little loophole because it like took brave Kate from her, took emotional Kate from her. So then Kate was like, I'm just now really calm all the time and kind of dead inside in the mind. Like the horror of my actions. But because she's like hella logical now, she's like, I need to get this side of me back. It spends her life being like, how do I get to hell? <laughs> and find other me. But by the time that happens, they can't like reintegrate. And so now they're two different people who are the same person. It's really fucking sad because mom is like, I don't acknowledge this other Kate as my daughter. And it's like, bitch, this is your fault. This is your fucking fault. Yeah. This is the Kate that was strong enough or emotionally resilient enough to, like, do the thing. <clears throat> I don't... She survived hell. Survived hell! <laughs> 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 uh, like, uh, so, you know, dissociative identity disorder is, like, kind of highly contested as an actual thing. But the emotional, I, I, I want to say tolerances, but that's not the right word, ways that we cope, coping mechanisms... Uh, do sometimes present themselves as like, okay, I'm going to pretend I'm going to play the persona of this person who's going to be brave enough to do the thing, right? A lot of people who are artists and, and actors and stuff do this where they're like, yeah, I'm, I'm this person at home. And then I'm this like heightened version of myself when I'm at publicity stunts and stuff. And then I'm whatever else character it whenever I'm on screen, you know? Yeah. I feel a little bit like that is the coolest like thing ever is this little girl is just so pure you know like this little girl is like oh my mom's gonna die if I don't do this and then she's like you know what I can like like the strong me can do this you know like just oh they're too pure and also like and now you're just a like you know this weird robot shell of a person and and I stand. But also you're too pure but you're like mom is like what's up <laughs> I'm still gonna Definitely. sell you soul twice. <laughs> like, <laughs> so god, do it again. Fucking do it again. I mean, I don't know. I'd have to read a few more volumes to be like, oh yeah, this is. I think there's only two. Okay, so I'd have to read the second volume and maybe another one to really like know if I if I'm interested in the extended universe or whatever, the way that the story's going or whatever. But. Sure. I definitely really did appreciate the sort of premise that, I mean, like, I just feel like that's endlessly entertaining to be able to explore this, this sort of unique loophole, you know, like the loophole yeah. of being able to like survive a soul sucking and the loophole of being able to like use it and weird, like, I don't know. It feels kind of meta, you know what I mean? Because it's like, yeah, the way that she copes with things, her coping mechanisms being literally defenses against, you know, uh, the dark arts, because that's the way my brain is, de like, defense against the dark arts. <laughs> it's me recuperating from a lifetime of Harry Potterisms. But, 
you know what I'm saying? Like, <laughs> I think it's, it's growth. It's growth. Yeah, I think it's really meta and fun. Like when you think about it like that, I wasn't super, like I said, I wasn't super like, oh yeah, no, I have to devour the whole rest of this now, you know? And I think a little bit of that is maybe it just, it just felt like something that I was going to be signing on for like 12 seasons of because it did feel like like a pulpy procedural supernatural type thing. Plus the Archie (laughs) comic style makes me go like, I've been burned so many times, you know? But yeah, no, I really did. I really did like that. And it was, it was funny. I mean, like in, in places, I really liked the pet flame that she brought from hell with her. Right. What a cutie, right? Like, yeah. Fiend the fish. <laughs> yeah. I loved it. So yeah, like I'll, I'll be honest, the art was kind of a little rough for me because of the Archie style with it. But I do think this would be an amazing, like, supernatural spinoff or like Riverdale spinoff because when Riverdale started I was like really hyped because it was like what's up you want creepy we're gonna give you creepy and then it just got like yeah dramatic and boring yes and I was like but you promised me like this weird psychic twin thing and like maybe supernatural monsters and this is what this is what I wanted (laughs) like I don't know I was talking about how I like uh, like the Matrix and uh, the new Matrix, and that's like taboo. Well, another thing that's taboo to like is Prometheus, because it like I like Prometheus. I do too, because I want to know the big secrets behind the. I like that. I'm like, oh, tell me, tell me details. Give me, give me dramatic world building in a horror escape while still making it scary. And so many people break it. Like, it's just not as scary as... And I mean, like, I know why people are like, oh, no, let your imagination do it. Because it does. It gets broken whenever you play with that space too much. But also, like, I hate that Lovecraftian, oh, you have no way. There's no way you can even think about... Like, there's no way... Like, no, you can do something that makes me scared. Like, I I have faith in you. You, I'm an easily scarable person. Like, please, just try just try there's ways to creep me out like uncanny valley meat like like the weird like face monster eating himself into the abyss at the beginning of prometheus like I, that was creepy yeah. like you can creep me out like for real yeah. so i mean like yeah i'm with you there i want to have a bad dream let's go that's why i'm watching this movie like shit <laughs> like, yeah <laughs> exactly this is this is me like uh well it, it not inundating but uh inoculating myself to the real world yeah. like give me my dose. I need my dose. I just need a little hit. Just a little hit. Little hit of media. Just a little hit. Give me, <laughs> just give me a little bit. A little bit. Okay, just take a puff. Let's go. <laughs> no, there is a lot of fun stuff in this book, though. Yeah. Like when at the beginning with their first case. Okay, because they're they're private detectives essentially, but for hell. Or like for the mortal world versus hell. It's really great. So they get cold and this woman is like, uh, no, I seriously saw my husband dragged to hell like at the altar of our wedding and everybody else around me is like, he just stood you up. And she's like, uh, but that was real. And so they have to go figure out like what really happened to this dude. So they go to hell. And I thought that was hilarious because there was the demon that was possessed by a toddler. Do you remember that? I thought yeah. that was so funny because it's just <laughs> I do big old demon boy who's like, let's have a tea party and is like tormenting the heck out of the local demons. And I, I'm like, I don't know if they're being <laughs> compassionate by messing up with 
like messing this guy up because like he is just possessed by a toddler and so if they're showing like a like oh this is you know let's not victimize both of them or if they're like truly terrified of toddlers or was the demon too strong anyway i think it's hilarious when toddlers yes. are like worse than whatever torture happens in hell i don't mm. know why that's so funny to me but i'm like yeah. yes that is my experience with toddlers too <laughs> like, just I, I plead the fifth i don't know yet <laughs> but i'm i'm scared already i'm oh, no. pretty scared for the toddler stage ian got us all fucked up about your kiddo <laughs> yeah i got i got a literal giant of a child so like toddler stage plus like she's gonna be my size it's gonna be fun i do like that and they kind of explain that she had control over all of the powers that he had which is like kind of like brightburn you know the old the the horror movie that was like what if superman was real but also an actual child <laughs> like with no compassion I still need to watch that yeah. Oh man, like literally very scary. Like, like oh, oh fuck. <laughs> like, hmm. there's like they're little sociopaths. They are little sociopaths that are just not strong enough to be, you know, they just don't, their brain literally isn't made for that yet, which is like a good thing to remember when you're trying a gentle parent and be like, they can't manipulate me because they don't have the tools to use that yet, you know? <laughs> And um, they can sure try like a bad thing when <laughs> bad thing whenever they uh, they actually have a lot of power. So <laughs> like, no, they can't manipulate me, but they can force me. And that's not good. Like, like how do you? Yeah, no. Eh. Yeah. And I, I think I don't know. That kind of thing kind of plays into like we're kind of scared of we're kind of scared of our children. And I don't know if it's because of like the responsibilities that they entail or like. The, like the ghost of your ever-present failures as a parent because you're gonna have failures as a parent so you're just like ah you know things and you're not telling me and that's why you're laughing at me as i'm trying to teach you about the world like the like oh god what was that old comedy movie in the 80s guess who's talking oh my god yeah <laughs> that always seemed like like I like if they would have just so many of those 80s comedies are like if it would have been through a different like cinematography like scope it would have been a horror movie you know yeah I like to think of our fear of children is just the haunting past of our mistakes oh yeah which you'd think would mean we could learn from it if we but like I think your ability to learn and reflect and grow is far better than this lady the hero mom the fudge nugget like <laughs> sorry i'm still kind of just stuck on her like yeah like the way we're introduced to her character is she's like i'll bet you a bottle of jack that i've done something worse than you and the guy's like uh like i'll bet i'll take that bet i killed a a, a boy and his dog and got, got eight years in jail which is by the way like be a drunk driver that ran over a kid who's going to like later tell people about that and then like only got eight years i'm sorry but the, i mean it's just ugh. but also like locking people up in tiny rooms doesn't actually do any i mean like is that act like punishment or like what are we doing here and i don't know <laughs> anyway and then she's like whispers in his ear and then he like you see him by herself and just she gets the bottle of jack <laughs> and yeah, yeah it's because she sold her daughter's soul to the devil to save her ass i think that this would be a super fun 
continuing series but I wanted more of those like procedurals, which is weird because usually my complaint is that I want get into the story, right? Like I want, I want the hook. I want something. I want some sort of momentum, but really for this, for this sort of like thing, it almost felt like I was missing more of the, just the procedural fluff, like just seeing these girls interact with different things and sort of getting a better idea of their establishment in the hierarchy of power you know, like, I understand why, if it's only two volumes, like, why they would be doing it like that. And I appreciate that. And usually that's what I want more of. But I don't know why. I just enjoyed the fluff, just the the, the introduction piece of it so much that I was like, actually, I'd be okay with just a whole lot of this, you know, with, like, just hints toward and less show, just hints about what their background was. So, like, more of a slow build, maybe? Yeah, like, yeah. like... You know, maybe a couple volumes of them just being badasses flirting around and then like, oh no, mom's here. Instead of going straight into like the the bad guy is the shadow or whatever. It just felt like it went, like there was more there that they could have played with that I would have really enjoyed for the media than just jumping into primordial darkness, you know, which is like a pretty big, like a large scale bad guy, which kind of means that the run's not going to be super duper, you know, long you know like yeah zero to 60 very zero to 60 <laughs> yeah no i i think i can agree with that and i think that's kind of what took it off or like made it a little off for me reading it was that it it hit the ground so quickly like it it was already mm-hmm. like we're just explicitly saying things it's like but i don't even know you <laughs> like <laughs> yeah you could you really could have like and i would have given them so much permission to just play around like as a reader i would have been there for it like i wish they would have trusted yeah. that a little bit and been like yeah because otherwise i mean like if you're not if you're not good at that if you're not good at that little keeping people interested in characters without explicitly saying things then yeah you gotta hit you gotta hit a, a plot hook you know like you gotta do something mm-hmm. that makes me care i think this was a bit more like no they did a really good job and I wish they would have just let, like played around for a while in the, in the sandbox before they kind of hit that plot hook. No, I I really enjoyed it though. I mean, like it was hard for me because it's been hard for me to read comics. Period, and also mm-hmm. the Archie style and having been burned before on Archie and all of those things that we were talking about. But now that I'm talking about it with you, I'm like, God, yeah, that was actually like a really. It's not like one of them that I'm like, oh yeah, okay. I, it's a it's a remix on this thing you know it was actually a really unique kind of premise that I really I really wish they would have like yeah but played around a bit more in the sandbox that's my which is a good review I think I appreciated their their talents and wanted them to get to play a little bit longer before they hopped right in you know yeah like we were barely getting used to the fact that they could run into hell and mess stuff up there when all of a sudden I don't know if it happened in the first it volume or not but like in the second one at least they're already like what's up there's angels you're like god damn it like i I wasn't ready for this like (laughs) give me some time to acclimate the water is warm (laughs) let me sit in this (laughs) (laughs) but no i i really did like it too though like in that in retrospect i mean at first pass i was like i don't know if i'd read this again and frankly i don't know if i would but the concept is something I'll definitely be thinking about. And if anybody was to say like, what's up? Here's some Harrow Hell sisters who are privatized for hell. I'd be like, yeah, I'm watching that. Or if this 
idea evolved yeah. into other stories from Ian or Giselle or even Taylor, I'd be like, yes, I'm here. Let's go. Like, <laughs> yes. Because I tell you, I really enjoyed the, the fly background. Like, I liked the background pieces. I just didn't like the forward momentum pieces, which is... I think a pretty good review for something that that like you, I'm probably not going to go pick up again. But I really do. I like. I I think the talent and the meat is there for sure. Like, oh yeah. And, and I just am sad because I've been burnt out by the. Huh, suddenly, there's angels. <laughs> no. no, get out of my face, angels! I'm not interested no in you. I want more not demons. <laughs> no more angels. Come back at a time that seems relevant to the story, but not now. <laughs> but but. They do get high praise for me for putting an angel in a demon outfit and then right. having them buy his soul. Like, that was like, oh, okay. So yeah. No, I really do. Like, this is a funny show. I just, please just have made it longer. Cre- create your own properties, though. Like, it's a catch 22. It's damned if you do, damned if you don't. Like, there's other ones that I've been like, oh, I wish they would have just hit a fucking plot already. You know, like, I. <laughs> Yes, well, I'm gonna Goldilocks until I find the perfect comic story. <laughs> I ain't gonna Please. tell you what's wrong, but I'm just gonna be like, this just is gonna just tell right. You. And then you're gonna find me in your bed and be like, what the fuck is this blonde bitch doing? <laughs> it's definitely something. So I think Exorcisters is available on Hoopla. So if anybody uses Hoopla or has a local library that they can get access to and then download and sign up for Hoopla, I totally recommend reading it through there because that also will get like reported back to publishers and to creative teams. And so like you're feeding into their statistics. And if you click with it, buy it after reading it, and then that's like two for one. I like... Yeah, it'd be kind of cool to see it evolve and grow more. And I'd I'd watch it on the CW. Yeah, same. As long as they went more like Supernatural with it and not Riverdale. Oh, no. I said what I, I, I said. What I want is my Goldilocks, which is the shaky cam. <laughs> <laughs> Filled with ZD yes. dog whistles. <laughs> Fan footage. Oh my God. Yeah. That's all I want. The entire, it's not a, it's not a too specific show. thing at all. Yeah, not at all. Not at all. No, the entire show is from the perspective of some local ghost hunters or supernatural hunters who just keep seeing them and are like, what the fudge? Like, and sometimes sneak into hell after them and have to get back out. And then the overall plot is them getting them out of hell. Okay. Yes. I like this. I agree and sign off on. I'm not a writer. I don't. I'm not a writer, but I have very this is what I do weirdly for specific requests of my media. <laughs> very specific tastes. I was looking through the notes that I typed up, and I have a line here. The Archie style art takes a little bit out of it, where it's all like preternatural, and they're sprinting through the streets, and it's like it feels a little weird reading this and just being like, "Wow, Jughead could pop up at any moment." <laughs> like it just I don't know that's where it was like imagine Jughead back oh dude if Jughead was the POV character made a million bucks just made a million bucks Aaron I don't know, they have the dark Archie storyline right with yeah, like Vampironica monster like and Jughead werewolf yeah <gasps> they could be like like the Justice League 
of Supernatural in the Archieverse. <laughs> yes. And this reminds me that we need to go back and read that Alistair can't be run because yeah. she's promised us on Twitter that she did all of the things that we want. So now it's, there's no reason yeah. not to, Aaron. We just got to go do it. We just keep hitting it. this wall where we're like, we want this Archie comp. You did? I did. Oh. I bought it. Yeah. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> Yay! Yeah. <laughs> so now I'm just waiting. Waiting for the moment to strike. Awesome. No, I'm glad you liked it. Yeah. I don't know. I loved it. I love. I loved the experience of talking about it with you probably more than I enjoyed the initial read, but also that's, I mean, fair because we haven't talked to each other for a couple of months IRL, so... Uh, it's it's fair. That is fair. We also come up with some great ideas together, so, like, it makes sense. It does. And if you like what we do, there are so many ways that you can continue to engage with us. You can find us on Facebook. At Girls Talk Comics LFK, at Twitter at Girls Talk Comic One, on our Fireside where you can leave comment comments, not comics, but you can leave comments, user feedback, and interact with our written review posts. We've got a new girl on the team, Jamie. Woo! She is leading our girls write reviews section, yeah. and I'll be honest, I've written some pretty fucking <laughs> weird ones but uh you can find those on our fireside we have a discord girls talk comics and community you can find us on spotify google good pods stitcher apple we'd love it if you could leave a review preferably five stars but you know honest is honesty is the best policy so especially when you love what we do hell yeah <laughs> if you feel like we deserve a one star hit us with that one star yeah we're back baby <laughs> have you missed us did you miss me uh anyway did you even know you could <laughs> this is this is just getting weird i think we probably gotta let these people go <laughs> all right lovely listeners we appreciate you hit us up on that link tree to go to all of the things and if you like what we do leave that five-star review on spotify, spotify. Bye. we love you bye do you want to send some hate mail it doesn't have to be some hate mail i'm gonna have that be an outro for every single episode now <laughs>